Good morning, beautifuls. So glad to be able to sit with you today. I'm Teresa King and founder of KingConceptsNow.com. And I bring to you a variety of concepts from the intention of really sharing to be able to help you better understand as I've become better and better at understanding. I named this Resolve the Past, Create the Future. If we're resolving the past, we can then create the future. And that's the only reason I can see to frickin' frackin' do the work. Oh, I love the concept of being able to create. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And the only reason I'd ever want to do the work is so that I am clear. I'm out of the ditch. I can manage my emotions and I can connect with higher power, source, the unseen, and I can create. And I've been witness to creation for a long time now, like 28 years. So this comes to you with 28 years of experience. I am a double certified uh, life coach with a specialty in trauma recovery. So here I have, I think it's 11, 11 different teachings, and I'll probably split this up so you don't have to sit for so long, but remember that you can always re-listen, you can take notes, you can take notes and put squares or circles around the things that support you in better understanding, right? So I'm just going to start out with number one, your past has a hold on you. When we're pointing fingers, it is a promise that our past is, has a hold on you, right? Pointing fingers is a promise that our past, your past has a hold on you. And I don't like that feeling. I don't want anything to do with that. I want to clean up the past. I want to get out of the ditch. So if you're acting out, unable to manage your emotions, which is where I was, um, unable to manage my big emotions, if you're lashing out or have feelings of discomfort, then you want to really look at this. If you're not getting what you want in your Maybe throwing a five-year-old temper tantrum? (laughs) If you struggle with disappointment or grief, if you have anger, resentment, judgment, criticism, or condemnation of another, it's time to resolve the past and create a new future. We must resolve our past to create our future. The nervous system will always, or for a very long time, be susceptible to returning to old patterns instantly, instantly, without daily discipline. So I'm going to tell you right now, find something that works for you. I have things that I highly recommend. One of them is huge. It's at the bottom of my front page of my website. I give it to anyone. I give it out when I go speak. I start my clients, my new clients out with this discipline. They don't have to do it forever, but do it for a little while so you can feel the feels of this inner 
self-discipline that supports you to work with and be inclusive of and be guided and supported by what I call the unseen. Okay? That's a daily discipline. Everybody who is successful, happy, content, um, kind, kind-hearted, grounded, high vibration, everybody who has that also has some sort of daily discipline. Number two, you'll never be able to hustle your way out of your past. There's no substance you can use. There's no overworking. There's no massive exercise. No amount of meditation or tapping or massages massages or tachi or, or, or. You cannot hustle your way out of your past. You cannot hustle your way around your past because it will always come back with instant reaction and it will cloud your creativity and cause you to feel, I don't know, stuck. You know, we hear that a lot. It also brings on depression or feeling like, is this it? You know, so we can't hustle our way out of our past. It's always going to be there until we address it and clean it up. I have a little cold. I got to wipe my nose. (laughs) That's the way I see it. That's the way I've witnessed it for what's going on 26, 27, 28 years now. There's no bypassing the work. (laughs) Number three, a dysregulated nervous system is seeking proof that you're safe. You want to become masterful at embracing triggers. That does not happen in the beginning of quote unquote the work. But you want to become masterful Because a dysregulated nervous system, and it gets dysregulated from our past traumas, little ones and big ones, a dysregulated nervous system system is seeking proof that you're safe, safe to grow, safe to expand, safe to express yourself, safe to hear, to receive, to trust, to listen, versus being defensive or offended or resistant to what someone's telling you. You know, I just had a conversation with a, a coaching client the other day, and it's a couple client. So I'm going to tell you his spouse has brought up and talked about his use of substances. And it's starting to get to a place where it really bothers her. So I questioned him about substance abuse. And all there is in that conversation with my questions is defensiveness. Teresa, I tell you, I only do this. Teresa, I tell you, I only do that. Teresa, I tell you, I do this because of this. So it's disregarding what his partner is interested in putting on the table and talking about. So your partner will stop putting it on the table and eventually will pack the bags and move away from this energy that cannot hear her, cannot honor her, cannot mm, at least converse in a way that she feels heard. 
She feels respected. She feels honored, right? He is very, very um, defensive and somewhat offended and super resistance or super resistant to her feelings around this and even expressed that her feelings around this come from her history, her trauma. Yeah, they do. Coming from having to work around and live with and be exposed to addiction. So yeah, she does have trauma there. That's all true. That's all very, very, very true. But to not hear her and honor that and kind of tweak his usage, uh, is nothing but resistance. And when we're not heard and when we're not considered and when we feel pure resistance every time it comes up for discussion, then we're going to quit discussing it and just move on. That's our only choice. So if you're a partner, you want to look at and consider what your other partner is saying to you may be true, may not be true, whichever, it needs to be considered, right? And not resisted. There's a problem. And we want to take ownership of how we're being received. By the way, I have the door open because it's raining and I love to hear the rain. So if you hear vehicles drive by or something like that, Uh, Listen for the rain instead. (laughs) It's so fun. Yeah. So we want to become masterful at embracing our triggers. See, that's a trigger for him. We want to become masterful at embracing those triggers. We want to become masterful at embracing and accepting in some way, shape, or form what triggers us without an instant reaction without defensiveness, without um, being offended. We must become masterful at and enjoy being triggered. Because in those triggers, (laughs) there's so much wisdom. I wrote down here A. And it says they're never going to go away. They become fewer and further between. I'm talking about triggers. Triggers never go away. They do become fewer and they do become further and further between them. You know, when you first start doing the work, you have, let's say, pissed offness daily, right? But as you do the work a year later and two years later, you become pissed off maybe once a year, super triggered once a year versus on the daily. And B, I wrote down, triggers, they're cousins to our trauma. They're cousins. And they're chocked full of wisdom. There's wisdom in trauma and there's wisdom in our triggers that leads us to our next levels. That's individually leads us to our next levels, and in union, that's collectively, as a couple. Those things your wife is saying, those things your husband is saying to you that are triggering become the inner wisdom for you personally 
and for the union collectively. I love that. Negative responses and thinking is a protective response. Negative responses and negative thinking is a protective response that is loaded with wisdom. If you just put your dukes down and consider it to be true, and you look at that part of your life, you take responsibility and accountability for how you're coming across in all, in all things, whatever comes up, right? How you're coming across as your energy of living, mm, you become less negative and less resistant, and your dukes come down, and you're able to at least hear and evaluate. And from there, establish boundaries or establish expression. I'm not talking about Insta expression. (laughs) I teach evaluating what you want to express with your higher power, with source, with creator, and giving it some time. I think I pretty much promote time being as, it could be anything, but I lean toward three days. That's what I found personally. Some of the bigger triggers will take me like three days to truly process in a way that serves me and I can uh, have the wisdom parts come to me. Takes about three days, I like to say. Four, stop trying to override or hide emotions and feelings that you don't like. Stop trying to override them or hide them, the emotions and feelings that you don't like. You want to come or become friends with uncomfortable emotions. Nobody dies, nobody melts if you become friends with uncomfortable emotions. Those are the emotions that we can't be with that are often the emotions our parentals couldn't be with with us, <laughs> right? They're big. And then I wrote, decide to speak to the self as you would a friend. When you're looking at those uncomfortable emotions, those big emotions, we want to decide to speak to the self Speak to ourselves as you would a friend. If you had a friend that came to you with some big-ass emotions and strong hurt and strong dislike for what they were feeling, what would you say to them? Right? Implement the space to take a sacred pause so you can be more kind compassionate, considerate, and gentle to the self. Implement the sacred pause so that you can learn to step into being kinder to self, more compassionate to self, gentler, considerate, right? The feelings of hurt and sadness and uncomfortableness Again, nobody dies, nobody melts. It's okay to feel the feels of that and to learn how to to become a master at 
stepping into sacred pause and being kinder to yourself. We want to speak to the God, uh, um, to the God of our understanding and all spirit guides, right? About how you're feeling. And we want to ask specifically for help with any conundrums. But we don't want to override it. We don't want to hide it anymore. You know, I teach my clients just to reach out and say, I'm sucking. That's how I learned to reach out. And a lot of times when my friend slash slash professional coach, Tammy, and when I reached out to her, she would say, what's up, Nugget? And a lot of times when I started talking about what I was feeling and what was going on, I was able to uncover and discover my own clarity in that. Just talking it out. Getting it out of us and onto paper is awesome. Getting it out of us and with someone else hearing our expression of it can often open up our ability to process better and better. Here's number five, and then we'll stop and take a break and come back in for the rest of these, right? Number five, get honest with yourself first. You know, when I hurt someone, I want to take responsibility for that. And believe me, we all hurt others at times. When I understand my actions have impact on others, I want to take responsibility for that. So do you. Accountability. And nobody died and nobody melted by saying, you know what? I'm so, I apologize for yelling at you. That was uncalled for. And I apologize. It's okay to be human. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay, you know, to to make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, when I make mistakes... People still love me as long as I'm not repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again, right? As long as I'm improving and taking accountability and responsibility for those mistakes. You know, lashing out and calling someone bad names is a huge mistake. But we're human and it does happen. But taking responsibility and accountability and going back and making amends for that with a plan B. This is what I teach in my programs. You want to make amends, but also a plan B. A plan B goes like this. If that happens again, I promise you, I will do this, this, or this. You know, if you have a big conundrum in a car and you end up losing your damn doogies, losing your shit, and you call names and you act like a five-year-old. When you take a sacred pause and you wait the three days and you process this with higher power and you know that you need to make amends, you make amends plus you add a plan B. I want to make amends to you for calling you those names and losing my doogies in the car. The other thing I want you to know is if that happens again, and I feel like I'm going to lose it, I will pull the car over calmly at a you know, gas station or something, and I will do this, this, or this. It could be take a 10-minute walk. It could be go in the store, pee and pray. It could be 
you know, breathing, just separating from the energy for 10 or 15 minutes, regaining your composure, just do something different because continued patterns of same mistakes is not okay. Making a mistake is okay. Continuing the pattern is not okay. Making amends is awesome, but making amends and not having a plan B for how you'll handle that in the next time it happens, because there will be a next time, is not okay. Y'all write that down. All right. Again, I'll see you in the next podcast. It will start with number six and continue this. This was designed to support my advanced clients. And I know that even if you're not an advanced client, that there are some nuggets in this that will help you better understand, better understand how you can create Yes, there's healing to be done, but our focus, my friends, in and around trauma can't be continued discussion and uncovering and discovering more about the trauma. You got to address the trauma, know that it happened, accept that it happened, and find about that knowledge in what happened, how you perceived it, how it's messing with your mojo, and look for The one thing that makes your soul giggle in knowing that and then step straight into creating a new, better, up-leveled, visionary, high-vibration, next level. That's what we're seeking here. And what we're seeking is also seeking us. Universe wants you to have this information. Universe wants you to have these tools. Universe wants you to put the tools into place and to rely on them instead of relying on your best thinking. Long around age 40, I made a commitment that I no longer wanted to rely on my best thinking. I think my best thinking sucks. (laughs) So I don't use my best thinking anymore. I don't do anything or go anywhere alone. I want to maintain constant contact with higher power, the God of my understanding, and I want my life to be mm, soaked in source energy and be guided and led and supported and shown what is next. I don't want Teresa's best thinking up in there. I thought it pretty much sucked. All right. I'll see you in the next podcast. Love you big. Ooh, love you big.